Shall I play the music? Yeah. Hi. What a fucking dreadful film, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> what, what do you reckon, Claire? Where, where did you come up with this one? <laughs> oh, I don't even remember now. Something. I, yeah. I like uh, crime dramas. Um, but then I saw what this one involved, and I thought, we just have to watch that. Um <laughs> I'm happy enough with one in four of these, but if you start doing it as well as Laura, it's going to start making this really bad. Yeah, I paid clear off this time. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great film. I thought you might love it as I was watching it. (laughs) So our our third Sean Connery film? Seems it. What else did we watch him in? Highlander and... James Bond. Oh, James Bond, yeah, of course. Third of many more to come. Third and not best. <laughs> oh, certainly not worst. Next time it'll be the Untouchables, the Quickening. <laughs> <laughs> Untouchables two, touch this. <laughs> so that's a no from Michael. Yeah, not did not enjoy this, Laura. This was a silly film. <laughs> that, is, that is an answer, yeah. Okay. I, I, had, a, I had a great time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Fernando? I completely agree with Laura. I mean, oh. I enjoyed the film, but I agree that it was a little bit silly. Yeah, a little oh, bit okay. silly, right. <laughs> uh I thought it was silly yeah. and absolutely terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm with Michael on this one. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. An absolute disaster of a film in every way. Hmm. Um, um, yeah, I'm terrible. kind of glad this is the one that uh, that we have to be done in 45 minutes for because uh, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> I don't know how much i've got to say either i took I've some got notes, a few but... very important things i need to say and then i think i'll be done quite quickly so uh maybe we should start with someone else <laughs> i think just get them all out there why not <laughs> what's your first most important point first most important point is sean connery won a fucking oscar <laughs> i know that's Best supporting crazy. Actor for this film how bad a year was 1987 that this <laughs> that his performance in this film was the best supporting actor <laughs> of the year. Uh, maybe it was just the amazing accent that did it. <laughs> I remember. That's why I watched it. Um, have you ever seen... Uh, it was the accent. Have you ever seen Scott Squad? Mm. It's a comedy on the BBC. and No. It's about the Scottish police force. And the chief of police is talking about how people like Gerard Butler and James McAvoy are an embarrassment to Scots because when they are in films, they do the accent of the person that they're supposed to be pretending to be. And he said, John Connery, on the other hand, now there's a proud Scotsman. (laughs) Untouchables, you can tell he's from Edinburgh, you know. (laughs) 
husband. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, I just have to watch that. Uh, and I agree. That was hilarious. I just don't know how he did it again after the whole Highlander <laughs> thing where they explicitly say he's from Spain. And then <laughs> and then this one does this whole thing about, I, I'm an Irish cop from Ireland. I think he tried to do a twang now and again. <laughs> Given yeah. his due, he, he gave it a bit of a go at the start. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no, that was to be the thing I just did was better than the accent he did. <laughs> yes. It's difficult to do a bad accent sometimes, isn't it? The, the brilliant scene was the one where he was pretending to be Irish, and then I think there was an Irish guy pretending to be American when they were fighting outside the bar, and I just thought this is <laughs> like just too meta. Fighting yeah. over who's less Irish. <laughs> Oh dear. I got the distinct feeling the director lost control of this film at some point. <laughs> Could you expand on that? Oh, it just sloppy direction, sloppy editing, trying to make a really gritty crime drama that's turned into something extremely camp and silly. <laughs> maybe that's what they were going for, but maybe also Sean Connery just took the reins, did what he wanted to do. <laughs> you can't tell yeah. Sean what to do at this point in his career. Oh dear. I wish someone had. <laughs> I wish the, I wish their instruction had been leave the set. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that does kind of sound right? And my guess is if if that is the case, he got <laughs> he got Robert De Niro on board as as Al Capone very early in the entire process and shot several quite good scenes with everyone taking it quite seriously and doing what was looking like being quite a good film and then he was like right we need to find someone for the irish cop and then <laughs> they just did a huge 180 a massive u-turn we're like do you know what let's just let's just fucking you know, that's sean connery it <laughs> and by the end it was just a complete farce I disagree. I think Robert De Niro's scenes were as farcical. I think he played it. Do you think? I thought he did quite a good job. Oh, he was outrageously just an outrageous. Uh, no subtlety, which is what I like in, a, in an actor. Yeah, Play by the time is... we got to the courtroom scene, it was it was nuts. I loved the courtroom scene. <laughs> I loved the way he played it as well. This is one of my main notes because it's one of the things I enjoyed the best about it. Can I? Shall I? Can I go into it? Please do. So at the end, right? We've just learned the. Al Capone's been, I don't know, what was it, convicted? Or mm-hmm. something's gone wrong for him. And there's Fiorori yeah, in the courtroom. Al, Robert De Niro sort of fighting his way. There's there's the courtroom guys are trying to drag him off. And Kevin yeah. Costner comes up to him and he's like <laughs> all smug. And he's like, never stop fighting till the fighting's done. And Robert De Niro just stops and he's like, what? <laughs> and he, he literally repeats himself. He's like, I, "I said, I said, never stop fighting till the fighting starts." And again, Robert De Niro's just like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "So I, I'm too fucking busy for this, Kevin. <laughs> I don't have time for this right now, Kevin. I'm being dragged off to prison." It was great. I don't think I quite picked up on it. What? Go back and watch the scene again. It's so I think funny. I'm going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> Never stop. Never stop fighting till the fight is done. What do you say? What do you say? I said never stop fighting till the fight is done. 
What? You heard, Mr. Paul. It's over. Get out of here. You're nothing but a lot of talk and a bitch. Here ended the lesson. You're nothing but a lot of talk and a bitch. You're nothing but a lot of talk and a bitch. What? And what a what a terrible like that's that's this film all over as well. Lines that sound like they're quite clever, but actually don't really mean anything. Like never stop fighting till the fighting's done. This sort of self evident kind of comeback or something that (laughs) that came up earlier. But I I thought about I looked it up and I was trying to go. That that line has never been said before. Kevin says it's some kind of triumphant victory. Ha ha! I turned it back on you, didn't I? No, it literally came out of nowhere. Why would you say that in this moment? <laughs> it's just a bit mad. Yeah, yeah it doesn't mean uh, anything. <laughs> there was, yeah, a lot of stuff that didn't mean anything. Kevin Costner rivaled Sean Connery for... <laughs> it was very silly. <laughs> I think made... that this was before everyone realised that he was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a well-established shit actor now? He had like really big ones in the nineties, and then and then it just fell up. Nobody was cat because he's so shit. <laughs> like, have you, have you ever seen the Robin Hood that he's in? No. Oh, treat yourself. Oh, he's it's in. Great. Yeah, yeah. He's Robin yeah. Hood. He does. He also just does an American accent. He's the only one in the film doing an American oh, accent. Just doesn't even try. <laughs> well, that's to be meant to be a Hood. serious film, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it takes itself fairly seriously. Oh. Morgan Freeman's in it. He's. Wow. His, uh, he does an Arabic sort of accent. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I remember seeing some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's his pal that he met on the Crusades. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Waterworld. Yeah, and then everyone was like, do you know what? Kevin Costner actually is pretty bad. Let's <laughs> stop casting him and stuff. Oh. <laughs> so is he now washed up or is he like fucking Adam Sandler where he just keeps getting given more roles to ruin? Do you know, I don't remember seeing him in anything. He definitely had a long, long period where nobody, like, he just didn't have anything. Hmm. Oh, dear. <laughs> What's he been in? So what did you like about it, Fernando? Um, I like the topic. I like, um, mm-hmm. I guess, learning mm, yep, how too. different cities dealt with um, crime and crime that seemed to be mm, untouchable. Mm. Yeah, a good historical period. It was based on a true story, you know, just not none of the actual dialogue or action or characters were true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd heard of the untouchables, these famous, you know, there's one or two actual straight cops in a city of corruption. Um, I remember finding that quite... Got an engaging thing to to hear a story about. Did it deliver, Fernando? Uh, it it more or less delivered, right? Isn't it? Did tell a story. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Quite basic for a film. Yeah. Mm. What, else mm. what else can I say? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's What's interesting about the time period? What what did they fail to do? Because I, I agree that this is an interesting place and time to set a film, and it's an interesting story that they were, that they were labouring to tell, but why did it just end up so bad? Mm. 
Well, maybe it was because they failed to convey the complexity of the uh, circumstances. Maybe it yeah. felt like it was oversimplified. Um, I mean, they had a book with the word ledger. Um, and I wonder if, <laughs> if, if how how did it happen in real life? Um, did they actually find a book that said ledger. Mm. <laughs> I know they did eventually do him for tax evasion, didn't they? Yeah, mm, yeah. That was what brought him down, uh, which is quite a <laughs> quite a weird ending to the story. But it, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm, so maybe me. it, it oh, felt like it was a good story, but told in a simplified way, like if you were telling it to a child, I guess. So maybe that's why it didn't feel. I get what you mean. They were trying to make it exciting. Mm. Yes. And <laughs> not making it exciting by sharing all of the exciting details with us, but, but just like by trying to throw more things at us. <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> let's have a baby's pram. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and let's have a, a scene. That was so funny. Make sure the scene goes on for long enough that we really, really build the tension. Um, show every moment of this baby being put into a pram. Oh, I could believe how long that took. And who knows, maybe the baby will be shot accidentally. <laughs> but maybe he won't. So just The way he was pushing that pram up the stairs, I was like, just lift it up, Kevin. He was yeah. really like ramming it into every stair. And I'm like, if I was this baby's mum, I'd be like, do you know what, actually? I'll just fucking carry it myself. Yeah, it did look like quite a big baby. That looked like a two-year-old or something. I'd have asked the bait that I'd have got him to like walk up the stairs, but what do I know? Hopefully you'll know a little bit eventually. <laughs> yeah. About when children can walk upstairs. <laughs> yeah, well, can they not walk upstairs when they're two? Yeah. Well, it would take a while, wouldn't it? Before they've got tiny little legs. <laughs> yeah, you have to coax them up. Yeah, maybe... Maybe the pram no, was better. They can. They can. I do have. Wasn't there's a baby, a two year old oh, baby course, in my house, yeah. and, and she and she can go upstairs. Yeah, okay. How quickly? Quicker Fairly than a man quickly. ramming a pram into every stair. Well, not that fast, but I mean, at a decent speed. Okay. Faster, faster than, than he was family. being. Faster <laughs> than the baby in in, in in the film was being pulled up. <laughs> yeah. I had a reputation for stairs when I was a baby. Apparently, they would have these um, these little gates that you get for stairs to stop stop babies oh, yeah. and toddlers going down. And like the the one time they sort of walked up and left the left the stair gate open for like three seconds, I managed to like hurtle out of my room and just run full pelt straight towards it and just throw myself down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> they were quite worried, but oh, apparently good. I was totally fine. <laughs> I had a dream I had a baby last night. No way. I think I was hanging out with your baby. Oh, that's nice. It was, it was well, it was, it was a freak. It was a freak? It was the size of a guinea pig and like a horrible, <laughs> chucky sort of baby, but I loved oh, it. Oh, no. Well, I guess you would. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting, interesting and bizarre dream. Yeah. God, babies were a bit of a theme here. His wife had a baby, randomly. I'm trying to remember about his wife. His wife's in the hospital having a baby. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, 
He's. I think he misses the birth, does he? I can't remember now either. He doesn't really sure. make much of it, did they? No. Yeah, I don't know. So what did you think of his wife? I don't remember her. That's That about sums it up, really. I uh, she sort of evaporated for thin. me. Yeah. Very supportive, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was, as always, with these kinds of films, I'm braced for the Dark Waters yeah. wife. And we didn't get that. She was cool. Yeah. So that strong feeling like in Belfast that, God, I'd just get the hell out of there. Just like move to Canada and never think about going back to Chicago again. Especially if you can't have a drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you staying in Chicago? Yeah. I mean, they were all drinking though, weren't they? Even Sean was drinking. Hmm. Yeah. Hypocrite. Well, they weren't supposed to be, really. Well, exactly. He was hell-bent on taking them down. Alas. That was one of my questions. Like, Obviously, the film wants us to be on the side of the cops, but are we on the side of the cops? It just doesn't feel like I should ever be on the side of the cops. They created this situation with the Puritan prohibition. Did the cops do that? The the government did. The state did that, and they're an arm of the state. Yeah, totally. They're only there to uphold the interests of the corporate elite so <laughs> yeah <laughs> they didn't firebomb any corner shops that's true oh that's that's one plus for the cops in this film didn't and kill any little government. blonde girls going mister mister you forgot your bag <laughs> <laughs> oh that was classic wasn't it <laughs> i knew we were in for a good time when uh <laughs> <laughs> When cute girl number one <laughs> stepped in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they kill little girls. Ooh. I like a I like a cartoon villain. Yes, I like Robert he... De Niro. It's all working out. It's got all the elements of my, my kind of film. That was working out as a shame. We they didn't use Robert De Niro enough. Could have got a lot no, more out yeah. of him. Yeah, agreed. I think, like you said, they probably only had him for a day or two. Yeah. They probably they paid a couple of million to get him on set for a couple of days, shot all of his <laughs> scenes without any of the other main actors. Yeah. Quick bit of work. Was he even a big deal at that point, though? What had he been in? Uh, I assume that he was, but... When was Goodfellas? Yeah. Goodfellas was 1990, so it was a few mm. years later. Oh, right. Um, oh, wait, wasn't he in, like, The Godfather Part oh, Two? as yeah, a young he man? was in The Godfather in 1974. And then Taxi Driver and The Deer Hunter. Oh, that The Deer Hunter was after this. Yeah. So he'd been in The Godfather Part 2 and Taxi Taxi Driver. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a big deal, isn't it? Um, Yeah. Yeah, they could have done done more with him. I wanted to see him. Every scene with him in, I was like, yeah, yeah, I like this guy. You should have picked Taxi Driver. That's a hell of a film. I've never seen it. All I know is it's really full on and quite quite horrifying or something. Mm, That's... Sounds about right, yeah. Violent. Yes. Yeah. So that sounds good. An (laughs) anti-hero. Okay. But sorry, yeah, so Laura, that was a good question. Um, Do do we, how much do we feel for people who are just, yeah, trying to sell, buy and sell some alcohol, no harm done? Yeah. I mean, obviously the film is immediately like, these are the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the gangsters are the bad guys, but, you know, so-and-so making a bit of moonshine in the bathtub, selling yeah. it to the local, wherever. That's pretty harmless. 
even the low level gangsters, like they've grown up in this city. They're trying to, they're dealing with poverty. Yeah. Violent policing. Yeah, you can see how people fall into it, can't you? Yes. Especially when the police are so easily bought, it must feel like a, a game. Yeah. Uh, just keep these, you know, this particular band of, uh, you know, corrupt despots on board and, and it'll all be good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it showed very obviously, uh, you know, how bad prohibition is. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about illegal drugs in this country. Um, just, just how much worse problems can get uh, when you make something illegal that yeah. doesn't need to be illegal. But how can you tell when something needs to be illegal? I think you've got to look at and evaluate what's the greater harm, mm. which is obviously very difficult to do. But I suppose you could do cross-country comparisons of where it's, things are legal and where things aren't legal. Yeah. Obviously, if you've got something that's addictive and usable, you're going to cause harm, whatever you do, basically. But I think we can all, mm. like, it's pretty much it's well established that kind of an aggressive uh, policing approach just causes way more harm than if yeah. people are, you know, than otherwise. Hmm. I was always surprised by this, this result that, that, at least in certain cases, it can cause consumption to increase that I think this is mm. accepted with US prohibition of alcohol, right? That people were drinking more during prohibition than before or afterwards for mm. complicated reasons. And that, that always, for a long time, I thought that was just something people said, where, you know, as if to be like, oh, well, if you try and ban weed, maybe I'm going to smoke three times as much weed. <laughs> Stick it to the man, dude. Mm. But actually, <laughs> like, this is an observable, uh, an observable effect with certain things, right, that one way or another, you know, forbidding yeah. it makes it actually happen more besides being more harmful when it does. Wait, is this you saying that maybe people would smoke less cannabis if it were legal? Um, I think that's the suggestion. Um, I, I that That's a random example. I just, I know that did happen with alcohol in the U.S., um, I think I've heard people say it's also true with um, what, like opioids and stuff, but I I don't quite know. If only we had an expert about these kinds of things. Oh. <laughs> that was my best whistle. Do you mean me? <laughs> <That was good>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're Mexican. Tell us about <laughs> drug trade. <laughs> um I, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Looking at obviously, it's also culturally specific. Yeah. So different things are going to flourish in different environments. I imagine if you legalise weed in Scotland, people would go nuts for it. Yeah. Um, you know, just because Scotland has such a tendency to binge on everything, but that's a yes, a deeply cultural thing that means that even though alcohol is legal, everyone's binging it to yeah. the extent that we have massive alcohol harms. And at the moment, with the illegal drugs, really, really harmful, but only in a small percentage relatively speaking of the population hmm. um, but i'm all for decriminalization and maybe legalization up to an extent certainly with cannabis yeah um again statistically not that likely to cause much harm and certainly compared to alcohol uh yeah it's relatively harmless even though it will affect like individuals obviously to a different extent yeah sorry i'm seeing those bland vague things no no this but, is good good background yeah 
It's what we need. I've I've heard it suggested that um, legalizing cannabis can um, can like reduce the strength of what people are smoking because I, I I'm told if you buy cannabis at the moment, sort of on the street in Britain, you're getting something like insanely strong by historical standards, and that uh, you know opening it up and making it less. Uh, less stigmatized or whatever or uh, you know more legal makes it more possible to get like slightly gentler strengths and that kind of thing hmm certainly you could regulate regulate it rather than just having different batches constantly coming in from completely different sources so yeah yeah they could definitely make it safer i think and that, i mean that was a big problem in yeah with chicago prohibition right the number of people going blind from Drinking some <laughs> some disgusting water. stuff someone had made, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely it's happening now with uh, Valium in Scotland. That's really the, prob- the biggest problem, which is that there are all these um, benzodiazepines, the street benzos, they're called, which is just Ooh. total roulette every time you take one of what it's because someone's made it in a bathtub. Oh god, um, or it can less, be really dangerous. So. Well, more people are getting industrial sort of straight pill presses. Um, the okay. triggers, but, but they're just not reliable at all. It's just yeah. crazy. So that's implicated in like really high percentage of the deaths from drugs. Yeah, Christ. Whereas if it was legal, you'd get it from like well, a well they, regulated. They big, sorry, this is now going to come into. They had a big change in policy for prescribing um, benzodiazepines. Oh, two thousands sort of sometime, and since then, huge. Like it's just. Strong correlation, obviously correlation, not causation. Claire, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Claire. What, so what was Sorry, the correlation? The fact that they had this massive shift where they decided to stop prescribing um, benzodiazepines like Valium, di- um, diazepam, to people who were also using opioids. Yeah, and since then, then the street market exploded, and they just had like then that's. The deaths of the just you should see the graphs. It's crazy from the time oh where God. they stopped prescribing it. So they had access to a safe legal supply through prescription. Yeah, and then obviously you can see it was a good intention why they stopped prescribing it because it is a dangerous thing to combine with heroin and other opioids. Yeah, and people were definitely abusing it a bit. But the other downside of that is that now people still wanted to take it, obviously, hmm. and just bought it from other places in a really yeah, unsafe way. So. Oof. Prohibition. Oh, yes. Yeah, the people yeah. who were prescribed it that were taking it, or were the people being prescribed it and then selling it? It's really difficult to tell, but for the most part, people said that they were used, it was for their own use. It wasn't really like dealers yeah. exploiting it, it was people getting it for themselves to use, not in the intended way, in, an, in a way that was, mm. you know, they were not necessarily taking it for. It's hard to say, yeah, not as a painkiller or for anxiety or things like that. Although, I mean, mental health is yeah, you could argue treating a mental health condition, couldn't you? Yes, it's just the particular. I hear excellent effects of combining Valium with heroin. Um, Interesting. Yes. So the film. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to say all in all, no sympathy for gangsters. That's but fair. Sympathy for people who still want to drink. A bad bunch. Yeah. Real violent. Charming Real though. Nasty bastards. Yeah, yeah, they were snappily dressed. Very snappily yeah. dressed. 
Um, some of them broke really easily, didn't they? We had a couple of guys who immediately were like, I'll tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did quite like the um, <laughs> shooting the corpse the through corpse, the head. Yeah. Just to look like a tough guy. <laughs> that was that was creative thinking. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ness! You're not to prove of your methods. Yeah? Well, you're not from Chicago. <laughs> he had his methods, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed his methods towards the end when he captured the guy of throwing the guy off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was meant to be like a major emotional turning point where we learned something dark about his character, but I just thought, oh, like, oh fuck, he'd throw him off. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was meant to be such a big moment. But yeah. uh, you can never have a serious moment when you have a slow motion shot of someone falling. <laughs> <laughs> from above and then from the side to be like they're still falling oh my god the implications (laughs) (laughs) he's not the good uncomplicated cop he thought he was maybe he was touchable after all (laughs) Sean Connery touched his heart yeah that's what it was all about (laughs) (laughs) oh what about the, the final line of the film what was that? So what are you what are you going to do if they repeal the legislation? I don't know. Oh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll have a drink. <laughs> Kit clicks his heels together and strolls <laughs> off into the sunset <laughs> as if to say, what an amazing line. I thought that was a good line. I was genuinely like, ah, yeah, great line. Have a drink. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, doesn't it just go to show all these flimsy... Laws have no real yeah. people enforcing them. Don't give a shit about them. Yeah, was that yeah. the idea? It oh, just no, seemed... I, I don't think that was the idea. I think there was. <laughs> it seemed to me at the end, it was just like it was trying to say something, wasn't it? But I'm not sure what it was. Oh, it was that he he wanted a drink, didn't he? He he didn't agree with the law that the alcohol was illegal, but he still carried out his duty. I see. It was the crime he was against, not the drinking. Yeah. Uh, So I've run out of anything to say about this film. I feel like any other discussion of it is sort of giving it more credit than it's due. (laughs) As Cleo says, that's never stopped us before. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) What I'm saying is I'm not going next. (laughs) I do have a few more notes, but there are none that merit any response good piano score sometimes nice sets occasionally uh lots of silly punching which again i enjoy (laughs) where they're clearly not making contact but that's Mm -hmm. and there's no way that sean connery would still be alive when they got to the apartment because they had literally shot him full of bullets and (laughs) yeah he did a lot of crawling for a man with that much lead in him yeah i hope you put some clips in of the courtroom scene I think I'm going to have to. How do we think it compares to Bugsy Malone? (laughs) He was an adult Bugsy Malone. (laughs) And yet no less childish in many ways. (laughs) There's some better acting in Bugsy Malone. (laughs) (laughs) And songs. This was missing a few songs. It was missing songs. Oh, yeah. We gotta be in anything that we want to be. be. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> this whole thing. That's that. Maybe that's what this reminds me of. The bad guys the whole through the whole way through are basically going, "We're the best at being bad." So the other film that this reminded me of is we were talking about the the chair being pulled up the stairs. I feel like that was like a parody Hitchcock. I feel like Hitchcock, the master of tension, if he'd directed that scene, it would have been chilling. Um, And I don't know what he would have done differently. It would have been as long, but the camera angles would have been better. Um, The timing, the beats would just have been a bit more unsettling somehow. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it was just like a shit Hitchcock, that scene. We oh, haven't watched a single Hitchcock film in this film club, have we? That feels really what an unreasonable. Omission. Yeah. We've never watched Jurassic Park either. Yeah. Which is an equally big omission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've seen a couple of Spielbergs, haven't we? But not, not Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, those are the masters. Yeah, these, <laughs> these guys were just desperately trying to do something. And, and that's it. It was desperate. It was, Hitchcock, if he'd done that, he, he'd have had half the number of people in the scene, half the length of time, and he'd have had ten times the tension. Um, he'd have used simple camera angles pointed deliberately in thoughtful ways. He'd have, yeah, he'd just built it up in such a way that you, you'd be unable to stop worrying yeah, he'd have been great. How far into the film do you think he would have sacked Sean Connery? <laughs> I don't think it would have got that far. That's Kevin Costa. It's a great pair. He'd have started with good actors and taken it from there, I think. <laughs> do you think this Sean would have been a good Connery. film if it had good actors? I think there was a good film in there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because it's a really I, engaging, great story. Yeah. I, I even think that... Um, that Sean Connery might have been able to do it with a better script. Because le- lest we forget, he was in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, one of the greatest films of all time, and he was quite good in it. He's a comedy man. He should he should just yeah. do more, like sort of comedy stuff. But there was there was comedy and there was some drama and pathos in the Indiana Jones film. We, mm. we cared about him when we thought he was going to die. It's a big shock. Yeah, um, he does serious scenes. He, he's not. He's not a complete farce. He just, <laughs> but he, something goes wrong. I don't know. Yeah, they they could have done. They could have got more comedy, more actual comedy in there. Not, ha ha! I can't believe how stupid this is. And they, yeah, I don't know. Could have been something in there. Uh, oh well. I'd have enjoyed it less. <laughs> I expect. Did you enjoy it at all while you were watching it? Did you have oh, any fun? For a bit, yeah, I couldn't stop laughing. It was I, for a while. I thought this is just shit. I I kind of hate it. What I think it was it was during the pushing the pram up the stairs scene that I kind of lost it and just started giggling and couldn't stop giggling. <laughs> um, and from there, I yeah learned to just try and have some fun with it. But there are other bits that were t- kind of seemed like they were going to be good, but nah. Very poor. It's a silly place. <laughs> it's not go to Camelot. <laughs> <sighs> Any symbolism, Fernando? Do you have the bell? 
Ah, uh, yes. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I love a surprise third ring. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm all tingly. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything? The alcohol was a symbol for... Uh? Oh. Oh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dr- drunk on power. Oh, okay. Yes. Who was drunk on power? Someone. Uh-huh. Uh, we're struggling, aren't we? Really bad. I mean, to me, I saw it like a week ago, so it's basically exited my brain already. Yeah. Wait, what happened to the judge? Was was he on the list? Was he on the ledger? Was he was he... on the list, but he was bluffing that he was on the list. But it turned out that he was on the list. I think that's what we're meant to take from that. Oh, I didn't get that. Did you know what? Uh, at the end he says, how did you get the judge to agree to this? And uh, Kevin's like, I just told him his name was on the list. Um, I can't remember uh, what else yeah. he says, but he says, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah. They were all at it. Corruption at every level. Mm. Except Kevin Costner. But then he mates. pushed the man off the roof. So He did. Oh, That was the message, was it not? He wasn't good after all. He was yeah. Harvey Dent. He was, he was Harvey, Harvey Dent. Dent. Yes. Even the best of us can be corrupted. Who was Batman? Who was Batman? In this film. Who was Moby Dick? <laughs> oh, we haven't done that in ages. <laughs> oh, yeah, Moby Dick. I guess Al Capone, Al Capone. was Moby Dick. Yeah, he was the one they were trying enough. to bring down the whole time. <laughs> they were obsessed with it. Yeah. Even to the extent that several of them were destroyed by the quest. Yeah, and Al Capone was kind of re- reciprocated that. Yeah. I mean, he was mostly yeah, just are. trying to be evasive, but eventually he did want to. Yeah, he fought back eventually. Revenge. Yeah. Wow. Their white whale. The white whale. Wait. No, never mind. Sorry, it's about alcohol. <laughs> and that's the work anyway, so never mind. <laughs> Good try. Yeah. I think I've run out of this. We're, uh, this is dredging up the barrel now. What other games do we do? <laughs> uh, how was it the same as Belfast? We've already done that. It was an mm. awful town that you'd get the hell out of, but maybe you can save it. No! <laughs> you stay in it and try to improve it. But anyhow... Um, Which was sort of what he did. Mm. We cleared sort of two-sided violence with some moral ambiguity that the film doesn't want to bother with. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the the link is shallow films about (laughs) complex situations. (laughs) Excellent. Um, Okay, so here's one that we do, which I think this film is crying out for. How would you recast it? (laughs) All women. All women. They would have added something to it, I think. I think there was a lot of testosterone here, wasn't there? Yeah. Would have been bloody different if it had been all women, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. Would have had a nice cup of tea, sorted the whole thing out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. There would have been no need for prohibition if it was all women. (laughs) No, what about Lady Eboshi or whatever her name was in Princess Mononoke? Oh, good point. Yeah, women would be ambitious. There's no yawning in film club, Michael. Take a five minute. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're the sin bin. I'll mute myself. <laughs> um, 
What were we just about to do? Oh, how would we recast it? Yes. Yeah, Who's who are you going to have? Richard Harris, Alec Guinness. <laughs> uh. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> uh, uh, I think Richard Harris would have made a good Al Capone. He would have had Alec Guinness <laughs> in the Kevin Costner role. Alec Guinness in the Kevin Costner role. <laughs> would have been a different vibe. He just sort of bumbles around, not understanding what's going on. That's I mean, interesting. It would have been I'd have gone the reverse for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right. I've gone. That was a mad call, actually. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I was going to say, um, who's the who's the pretty one? Um, who is the pretty one? Oh God, I'm so bad with names. Give us more. He's he was in La La Land and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. He'd okay. have been a good Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And his older friend, who's established in the police force, would be. Uh, um, have like a really old Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Probably too old now. What about Kate Blanchett for Al Capone? She could do it. She's got the talent. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. Um, Al Capone, I would want Francis. Muck, Francis Ros, she's in all of the Coen Brothers films. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand, she'd be a great Al Capone. Yeah, she would. Yeah, that's a good call. God, who else is in everything? I can't think of any actors. Oh, there's always Brad Pitt and Leo. <laughs> yeah, just bring them back for another one. Okay, maybe that. Maybe Kevin Costner and Sean Connery were the Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio of their day. <laughs> Oh no, maybe they were. She says something about the quality of the day. <laughs> and yet it took Leonardo DiCaprio so long to get his Oscar. <laughs> and Sean Connery got one at the drop of a hat with that <laughs> performance. I just still can't believe it. I really think our Oscars are more legitimate than than, than the ones in California at this I, point. I agree. I think they're a shoddy, shoddy organisation. Just that rewards terrible. mediocrity. Right. Well, I'm inclined to agree with you on the basis of the one data point I've looked at recently. <laughs> um. Well, I have to go in a couple of minutes, so shall we... Uh... Yeah, I've got nothing else to say. This was a crap film. <laughs> I'm never watching it again. This was my type of movie, and yes, it was crap. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts, Fernando? Well, I... Certainly did not hate it as much as you did, but after this conversation, I'm I'm torn. I just don't know what to think of it. Yeah. Cool. Do we think Claire's occupied? I think Claire's occupied. I think she didn't like the film. I did. That's not what I got from Claire. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that she loved it. Okay, Claire, we'll put her down as loving it. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Shall I uh, play the music? Please do. Three, two, one. Paper. Oh, Fernando's one. Fernando beats both of us. What's your film?
Well, my last film before the next Oscars, and I'm actually choosing it because everyone has been mentioning Oscars so much. Not that I know anything about them, but other than we we host our own Oscars. Yeah. I was wondering if we can watch a film called Macario. What year is it? Let me see. 1960. Wow. Ooh, okay. And the reason I am nominating it is because, well, I think one of the lead actors in the film recently died. Um, oh, okay. And that's how I, I found out about this film. And apparently this film was the first Mexican film to be nominated for the Oscars. All right. It didn't win. Um, but but that's what they mentioned about it. And I was like, well, well, maybe I should watch this film. Awesome. Wonderful. I look forward to it. Macario, 1960.